Hey, I'm Drea, and this is Unpopular Passion. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Unpopular Passion. So with the state that the world is in right now, I think it's safe to say that a lot of people have been reevaluating what they want out of their life. A lot of people are just starting to rethink how they're spending their time, which is a great thing. My guests today have been doing exactly that, especially during this time. And with that, have taken on a completely new venture that is very different for both of them, a YouTube show. Together, these two guys make up the duo of The Black and Tan Show. Actually, the day we recorded this podcast, I had the pleasure of guest spotting on a couple episodes. There is one episode that is out on their channel right now, and still two more to come. So go check those out, and don't forget to subscribe while you're there. Show the guys some support. In addition to the channel, there are definitely some big life changes that they are each making happen for themselves and their lives right now. I know a lot of you will be able to relate to this. This was my first time recording with some new equipment, so I apologize for any poor sound quality or echoes. Still just a one-woman show over here, <laughs> learning as I go. But don't let that distract you from this great conversation. So please welcome my guests for today, Sam Smith and J.R. McMichael. And yes, I did say Sam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty spot on <laughs> that's... but you know what though that doesn't sound like Price is Right sounds that sounds like um... I don't know what it's called Price luck? no is that the one with the whammies yes, yes that's what <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew. <laughs> I'm not doing it now if it's on our channel maybe okay. what does that mean like a soapbox yeah well, I know what like a soapbox is, but like specifically like, I go on, like, like a rant. Like, I'll, gotcha. there'll yeah. be like a topic we're talking about, and like I'll have some kind of feeling about it, and I'll use that moment to express my feeling. You know, like, now that you say that, I feel like I can pick point those moments out of videos I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? She knows. I feel like I've seen it now that you mention it, but it's like one of those things. <laughs> it's like a. A shattered glass moment. You know, you don't see it until someone points it out to you. And right. Then you're like, right. It's a good show. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. for being on, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on the show. Feels great to be recording again. It's been a long time since we recorded, like, real, like, a real recording. How long has it been? A couple we months. Have not shot since March. Did like, you just shoot like a bunch of videos all at once and then started putting them yep. out? We banked a whole bunch of episodes because we knew that it was going to take us time to edit and, and do all that and try us, to get onto a schedule. Take, take you time because you do all the editing. I, mean, I don't. This is the black and tan show. <laughs> and that is so true. But it's, it's a both collective of us. show. Yeah, it's a collective. So we banked a whole bunch of episodes and the plan was to kind of release these episodes as a, you know, every week. And Is it was, weekly? Supposed to be. Okay. I mean, I I just don't know. I wasn't sure. That was a plan. <laughs> is, is, is it weekly? That's a good question. You know, Andrea, that's a really good question. I mean, it's hard to keep up with. It is. Yeah. It's very difficult. It would be easier if I think the episodes were uh, up. What do you mean? What does that, what does that mean? What do you mean up? Like if the, they were like edited. They oh, like if they were finished. For, yeah, if they were ready to be published. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's the hard thing, though. So, Because, like, when I did, well, not that I stopped doing it, but when I was uploading on YouTube, I tried to do it every week, and that shit was just so much to do. 
And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it every other week. And then I started doing the podcast and I haven't posted in like how many months. (laughs) But then the podcast is weekly. So I have to edit all of those and get those up. Right. So that's a lot to do. Okay. So first thing to ask, what would you each say your biggest passion is? Whoever wants to go first. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead and handle it man go ahead and handle it real quick my biggest passion right now i would say being creative or creativity mm-hmm. um i think more so now since we started the show i've been more inclined to learn about videography how to edit um the whole youtube space and trying to understand that monster mm-hmm but it brings me joy because it allows me to create something that I normally wouldn't do throughout my everyday job. So yeah. um, my eight to five doesn't really give me the opportunity to be as creative as, as I used to a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, this is definitely the outlet. And I think that the more that I do these types of projects um, definitely shows that I'm enjoying the creative process of everything. So were you like doing creative stuff before you guys started this channel or did you only get into it because of this? I think it was like here and there. Um, I would do some graphic work, maybe some flyers for my job. Um, Then I transitioned into doing web design. So that gave me a little bit more flexibility to be more creative. Um, but then it just became a little monotonous because it wasn't really driving me to do anything new. It definitely doesn't, it didn't feel like I was really doing anything that kind of had any impact. So once I got to this and, you know, over the pandemic, I'm pretty sure a lot of people were, mm-hmm. you know, getting a hold of new hobbies. And it was kind of one of those conversations that me and Sam had of just, you know, why we have these conversations all the time. Why not just record what it is that we're talking about and yeah. I just put it out there that it got me to learn how to shoot footage. It got me to learn how to edit using iMovie and all this stuff, even though there's a lot that goes into it, I really do enjoy that. And I want to continue doing that. And I think really at the, the root of it, I say creativity, but really it's just to either make people laugh, okay. make people happy, um, whatever the case may be. Cause that I've always been doing. Okay. I have a question, but before, I want to hear your answer. So my passion, um, by professionally, so I've been, me and Jay have been friends for like 17 years. So I met him at Damn, work. Damn, that's a long time. Probably longer than that, actually. Who are you uh, telling? Damn. <laughs> so I met him, I met him at work, um, and we work for the local university here uh, in Las Vegas. And so... Initially, when I first started going to school after I graduated high school and I was getting ready to go into college, you know, I wanted to be a doctor. Like I was always into medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, It stemmed from I had an injury when I was a kid. Like I was at the pool with my sister and I and I had a freak accident where my hand was in the gate and the gate was slammed. And so like my two fingers, these fingers here, my ring finger and the middle finger were in the gate where the spring was. And so when they slammed the gate, it cut my fingers in half. Long story short. I had to get my fingers sewn back together. And it was that moment when I saw the surgeon sewing my fingers together. I was like, this is the coolest job ever. What <laughs> wow. was the hell? I'm sitting there, a four-year-old kid. I'm just watching this guy like, sew so... my arteries, the veins, the tissues, just put everything back together. And I was like, that is the dopest thing. And at that moment, it's like, I want to do what he's doing. And at that moment, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. So fast forward, you know. 25 years, I'm in school, you know, I'm taking the classes, but I just was not competitive. Like I, I, I knew what I needed to do to mm-hmm. be um, a competitive applicant for medical school, but I just did not apply yourself. Apply it. I didn't execute it. And so it kind of like was not something that was realistic for me. And so I just transitioned from being a pre-med student into uh, healthcare and fitness. So I kind of went into like kinesiology. And so that's where I am currently now graduated with my degree in kinesiology. So my passion now 
well, it has always been healthcare and fitness, but mm-hmm. now more so is more on health and fitness and, and golf. So we golf yeah. a lot. And I was, you know, I've been thinking of combining the two together because I love golf and it's a hobby of mine and I love health and fitness. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take the biomechanical aspect of my academic training and purpose that with my hobby, which is mm-hmm. golf. And I love and I've always been interested in and intrigued with the body and recovery and how the body, how people train and how their bodies respond and adapt to training to improve performance. And so I was like, you know, that'd be interesting to take some of that knowledge from my degree, mix that with my hobby Mm -hmm. and and see where that can go. But my passion, if I were, if I can only have one job right now moving forward, if it would be my dream job, it would be to train uh, athletes in some type of space to to try to improve their performance with recovery. Is there a job like that? currently like does that exist in the world so the job the job itself with training athletes exists training golf athletes exists but i guess where it would be more specific is that the approach and how you would train them and the type of facility and the services you would offer the athletes so there's a ton of facilities that have uh, your general training that mm-hmm. have your general recovery. You can do cryotherapy. You can go into uh, basic PT, um, all the standard stuff, you know, yeah. myofascial release, all that stuff. They have all the standard recovery stuff. But I was thinking about having like a one-stop shop. So like instead of outsourcing your athletes or your clients to these other, you know, healthcare practitioners, you would have everything that you need in one, in place. one place. So. That's just an idea. I don't know if it'll materialize or not, but it's something that I've always thought about. I mean, you never know, especially with sports being as big as they are. People are always trying to look for something new. Or always trying something or, or, or trying to put, you know, to improve their performance. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things that will it will I end up doing that? I don't know, because I love doing the podcast. I love this creative side of myself like Mm -hmm. i am not one to be quick to unlike jay like i i love this stuff but like the videos for you yeah it's different for me like i love that stuff like i like to i like to learn new things i like to learn new skill sets but that it's it's kind of like that tedious type of thing for me yeah i kind of don't like that part either I think the reason why I, I enjoyed that is because my background my background a... is IT. Like that's what I went yeah. to high school for. That's what I went to college for. So I, I think anything that revolves around technology, that is what kind of sparks my interest. So doing this stuff, setting up cameras, and, and even though it's new, it's still technology, and I still love technology. So I will do yeah. whatever I need to do in order to make it work. So okay, the question I was thinking of when you were talking about recording your conversations how did it end up being a youtube channel not a podcast out of curiosity <laughs> we screwed up many times when we were shooting the videos mm-hmm. calling the damn thing a podcast a podcast yeah. and we kept after the, after we would shoot we'd be like dude even during some of the videos you'll hear us say podcast in our yeah. other videos all the time i noticed <laughs> it's like dude we gotta stop doing this shit this is not a podcast and then we were like and so i started asking people like behind the scenes like hey what do you think can we can we call it a podcast even though we got the video going and like yeah why not you know i mean people do video podcasts and so you know that's you know i mean it initially we were doing podcasts but we were just happened to be recording them oh yeah wait was that like our first yeah like our first two videos oh you guys did used to have a podcast we were on zoom doing that and we're just kind of going back and forth and we're like man i think we got something over here but the quality was so (laughs) shitty i mean you gotta start somewhere (laughs) right you gotta start somewhere but my first episode (laughs) (laughs) we're just like uh, when i saw that on there i was just like this it's got to be something better out there that we can can do that so i ended up getting that camera over there and we shot our first episode in his apartment uh, with our friend Stephanie. And when we saw the quality of what it was, yeah. that's when we kind of drove that idea of just like, oh, okay, just this is going to be a show. Oh, we're just going to do video. Yeah. 
so it can be more than just a conversation. Right. Because I can see that you guys are starting to be more like playful with the videos. So that's not really something that would translate in just a podcast. Yeah. And we're doing a whole bunch of random stuff. We're doing like uh, uh, drink reviews. We're doing, (laughs) there's a a video that's about to come out. uh, That's called bean boozled. I don't know if you heard of that game. Oh my God. uh, Yeah. So that's going to be coming out. (laughs) That stuff does not translate very well. No, not at all. So when we started shooting all of the, all of those, and that was like over a span of like what a month or two or something like that. Yeah. A few months. That's how we, started to understand like okay we have a visual aspect to this i don't think we can call it a podcast because they're not really just talking to each other we're actually like right. doing stuff that is in my mind how we came about to of it being an actual show mm-hmm. and i think it was we also wanted to capture our personalities more yeah and i think because we are very animated within our mm. own mm-hmm. you know our, our own personal lives like we're very animated people and so i think that it just translated a lot better if we were to record the conversations with Into, video. Yeah. And then you would really be able to see who we are along with hearing who we are. That so makes it kind of like it just would complete it the puzzle of of who Black and Tan is. So we just said, "Hey, we're we'll we we've also, you know, mess with the idea of having a podcast like more of our serious conversations because yeah most of the time people see us as being very playful and, and funny and we are i mean we don't try to be funny we're just really crazy mm-hmm. like <laughs> and then are. that's we're what's a good idiots. visual <laughs> right yeah so, this is who, but we have some been. we have some depth to us and we all have our own personal struggles that we've you know have overcome and mm-hmm. the challenges that we face in our personal lives and we feel that we could give some of those insights to the viewers and to the listeners. We could share those experiences with other people so that people who are going through that or experiencing that aren't feeling like they're the only ones. Yeah. That we're just adding to that community of people who feel like they're alone to say, hey, you're not alone. We've had the same experiences. We've had the same challenges, the same struggles. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. There's a community of people who have gone through the same thing that you've gone through and that you're going through now. And so it's just, it's just we just wanted to... We want to make that inclusive to the channel. Um, so be on the lookout for more serious conversation. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't incorporate that because if, I mean, you're already kind of setting it up to the point where it's very open-ended. So, I mean, why not? You don't have to box yourself in. Right. You know, it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> platform, you know? The way I see it is, and I've been kind of playing around with this idea in my head of kind of what the show is about. And... Yeah, not Basically to cut you is. off. People ask us that all the time. And I still, you know, now I'm so quick. I'm before, because I don't want you to forget it. So I'm just going to get it out real quick. <laughs> I'm going to forget it in like two seconds. <laughs> People ask us all the time, what is the channel? What is it that you guys do? And we struggle with that before we even did the channel. Like, dude, mm-hmm. what, are we, what is it going to, what is it going to, what are we going to be? What is it going to do? What are we going to, we were like, I don't know. And so I just be like, dude, it's a fucking talk show. We're a fucking talk show. Yeah. We talk about random ass shit where we get silly. We, have people on sometimes we talk about random things that happen in life my perspective is a talk show but we still we've we've struggled with trying what to find to out yeah like what is our channel what is it about i guess in my mind i thought of it as like i don't know if it's the right word but i was thinking like a variety show exactly yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Exactly. exactly that's exactly. kind of what i've been keying it as is just because we do so much stuff right now and a lot of it is just because we haven't found our footing yet. Yeah. yeah. The channel is still so young that yep. we're just trying to do everything and anything to see what is kind of going to stick. Yeah. That eventually I think that what the channel is going to go is we'll eventually find that niche mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. kind of zero in on that. But for right now, we just want to shoot everything. Yeah, we're just putting in my content, mindset, just whatever. Just get it out there. Yeah. Make the content, create the content, put it out there. You don't know what it's going to be like. It might suck in the very beginning. I mean, the, most likely it will. It, yeah. yeah. It, it has to. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. No one's an expert right out the gate. Yeah. But as, as more as, and that's why I like kind of going back to the channel and looking at all the videos that we've produced mm-hmm. from the first one to where it is now. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same for you oh, as definitely. well. With my videos and my podcast, because I had like, I mean, it wasn't like shitty quality, but. You know, I didn't know how to make thumbnails, so like nothing sticks out, and then right, right, it just it's like poorly lit. Nothing looks good. I don't know. Like it's a yeah. whole other world. Like you would think that the people who are creating content, like this is like legit. Like a it's like a real thing. Like yeah. you know, 
I know we see and we know of YouTubers and, you know, influencers and this is like an actual career field, but it's it literally is an actual thing. Yeah. It's not just getting the content up or what type of content you're providing to the people or to mm-hmm. the audience. It's the creativity side, you know, learning what works, learning the YouTube algorithm and all this other yeah, stuff. How like do I so get my content out so people can see it? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, a, it's just so much to this. It's so much to learn. And, you know, he, he's doing most of it. <laughs> I will admit that. Thank you. <laughs> but I got to, I got to, I have to start being better at, um, having an input and in learning this stuff so that he, I can take some of that off of him mm-hmm. you know because right now he does like all the editing and stuff and I dibble and dabble and dibble. you know looking Sorry. at like the <laughs> analytics and stuff like that but, yeah like to, to continue to grow our channel or our brand you know on other social media platforms such as Instagram TikTok and all that stuff like I, I need to get more comfortable with mm-hmm. understanding how those platforms work and what we can provide or what content we can put on those platforms so that we can get more exposure. Do you think on any level, because this is not where your like personal interests are, you kind of let more of that stuff fall on JR just because he likes doing it? That's what I was about to say, because you have not like it's saying it's a bad thing not no, negative like, not at you, know. all. you not at have all. a particular mind you know what it is that you like and you don't like and when it comes to this particular space there are certain things that you are more inclined to do versus other stuff and i understand that knowing you for almost two decades at this point not for you don't know me. <laughs> that i know what it is that you want to do and you don't want to do that this technical stuff and and the editing and all that. Nah, I, I got the I mind for that. that. But you know what it is? It's like because I, I know you, just like you know me. Like I know how you work. Like I don't. I know that you're gonna be efficient doing it the way that you want to do it because you have a vision. You see it, and I don't. And I trust that. So I don't need to interject in your creativity or try to add to what already I trust that you're gonna do a great job on. So I don't. I don't need to see myself like oh. Well, I got to add this in here because I trust the stuff that you put out is great. Like, I trust your confidence and your ability. I I have that much confidence in you and I support you that much that I don't need to. Oh, well, eh, touch that. I just say, hey, Jay, you do all the editing. I'm going to let you roll with it. And when it pops out, hey, it's going to be good. Hey man, I'm gonna I'm cry. Hey man, go ahead, go ahead. Shed a shed a tear, man. Get those, is, get those, get those watery here. eyes, baby. It's Which, okay. beside note, we actually were ready to hire an editor, really, to edit yeah, our videos. True. But it, just exactly what Sam was saying, there was a certain way that I was editing the videos that I've, you know, I watch YouTube all the time. I know exactly how to do the jump cuts. I know exactly you know how what it, you I know like. what the format is. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. That right. when we got to the point of almost kind of like. Handing it everything, over. handing it over, I was just like, I don't know if it's going to be the same. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same. So that's why I just kind of took over and just be like, no, I'm just going to continue to do it, even though it's supposed to be once a week. And it'll be once a week. You know? I hey, had man, that so exact happy. same thought process. Cause like I can't, well, I mean, not so much anymore now that I've got a better handle on it, but I hated editing. I hated it. It took me forever and it was just so much to do. And I was like, maybe eventually I should get someone to edit this. But then I have a specific vision in mind of how I want it to flow, how I want it to sound. I don't like, I don't know, like pauses that are too long. I'll shorten them like just just a little bit just so it's like not too much. And it's like those little things I don't know if I could trust somebody else with that. Mm. And I don't know if I could also put into words what it is that I want so that somebody else could do that. Right. And that's kind of how I was feeling with the the videos that we're producing. All of it is all visual. Yeah. So if they don't have that kind of eye of how to do it in a comedic fashion, Mm because a lot of the stuff that we cut is supposed to draw a laugh. (laughs) That if we're not on the same page with the editor that's coming in, it's just not going to be the same show. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, same idea for you is just trying to take control of that because you know exactly what it is that you want. I know what I want. I mean, you could, like, like I was telling Jay, like when we first were thinking about getting someone bringing someone aboard to do the editing for us like we could 
you know, when we first start doing this, first bring them in, sit down with them. And as we're doing the edits, you know, we'll do the edits with them and kind of like have a dialogue while we're editing so that they can get a feel of yeah, that makes sense how they want it done. And so it, what it's supposed to do is alleviate that time for you so yeah, that you can focus on, you know, doing other content or coming up with other ideas. And that's those yeah. hours of editing that you don't have to put in. Yeah. So it's kind of like. It's like a, it's like a, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know, as in damned if you do, you're kind of giving up that creative control, creative control, exactly. And the specificity and how you know you want something done. Mm -hmm. And then it's damned if you don't, well, I'm fuck, I'm going to be screwed on time. Yeah. Now, now I spend, you know, six hours editing when I could be spending six hours on either shooting other videos, coming up with other content or doing something else yeah. towards the channel. So it's kind of like that, you know, catch 22 type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's, it all kind of just depends on like finding the right fit, finding the right person. Right. And I think we kind of benefit now because the channel just literally started mm -hmm. that we do have mm. that flexibility to figure that out right yeah. now. Versus if we were already like a year and a half or two years in and then try to make that try to, that yeah. kind of transition, then it'd be even worse. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. And I mean, you're not like necessarily at the point where you need an editor yet. No, I mean, it would be nice. <laughs> no, yeah. Wouldn't. Tell the fucking truth. You, 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 <laughs> just keep it a hundred, I mean, brother. You know, it's, it's like six, maybe 12 hours. To that's edit that's what I'm saying, though. Like To like, edit one video? I, yeah. How long does it take you to, to do like a, like our, it our... usually takes me, depending on the length of the video, it usually takes me two days max. One day to cut the video the way I need it to be cut. And then the second day is doing all the jump cuts, all ad the libs, memes, and... ad libs, all that stuff. If I really focused it and just, that was the only thing I was doing, then I could do it all in one day. Yeah. But it's hard to do you, that you when have we, a have, life. Right, we have right. a job. Yeah. You know, right. We got a job. Yeah. We got all this other stuff that we're doing. So that's where the benefit of the editor was going to come in. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. You want to edit our stuff? No, I'm just kidding. You have your own show to run. Yeah. You know well, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I mean, you're on my <laughs> show. <okay>. Unpopular <laughs> passion, baby. Check it out. Y'all don't sleep on this podcast. You Unpopular feel me? Popular She's passion, gonna post it, baby. and I need you guys to go ahead and follow, <laughs> like, well, what we comment. Need them to do what we need them to do <laughs> is to put a review. That's what they need to be doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm gonna go ahead and jump on this soapbox. I talk. <laughs> okay. They're, see, we see, didn't want the reason they're laughing is because we talked about this before, but I can't help it because I gotta say it. it Here, just here's a, it's a taste of what a black and tan show recording looks. Yeah, like. Yeah, I want to hear it. What's this soapbox about? <laughs> I gotta get it out. All YouTubers talk about it. Okay, you have your famous YouTubers. Have you noticed one thing in common is that they always say. 57% of you people watching these videos aren't subscribed. People, please, please, if you like the content, you like what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, just go ahead and just subscribe. If it's YouTube, if it's Instagram, follow them, please. Add a comment. Send them a message, you know, just let them know that you support them. That's all. That's all we want. Thank you. It's very I mean, different. that's true. To see it on the other side now right. of actually you you doing your show, us doing our show, how important. Right. Yeah. And is. I mean, I've talked to other people about this, too. Just like you don't realize it's that it is important to engage with people's content until you're doing it yourself because you just right. you scroll past it, you watch it, whatever. You're just like, oh, OK, that's cool. And people don't realize the impact the engagement has on to mm. spreading someone else's content onto it being more seen and being recognized to grow a bigger audience. But yeah, until you're doing it, like it just kind of doesn't seem that important. I, I like that. The impact the engagement has. Yeah. Cause that, that is, that's true. It's like you'll go and watch like I, and I've made it a point since we've started creating content. Like every time I'm on Instagram, TikTok, mm -hmm. YouTube, I make it a point to at least like it, at least like yeah. the the channel or, the or at least like the video, mm -hmm. the bare minimum, you know, because it's like, well, if somebody's watching my content, I would like them to say either thumbs up, thumbs down, something, you know, some type of feedback. Yeah. But 
I mean, it's 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 the least you guys could do, you know. If you if you enjoy the content, if you don't enjoy the content, you know, at least thumbs down, thumbs up, like it, comment, say. I would what not it encourage is. people to dislike your stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just I just want to like, be like I understand anyone on this opinion. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be you know honest. You know, if if you like it, then please thumbs it up. Yeah. If you don't, you know. You can I want to see the thumbs down. down. Yeah, yeah, thumbs it down thumbs and down. say what's wrong you're with it. Yeah, and it helps I mean, the cre- guess, it helps yeah, the creator, true. you know, mm-hmm. in a direction. Well, not necessarily. You want to, and I I feel that you don't want to necessarily create content based on what the people want to see. Like you still want to have some type of authenticity when you're creating your content, and then if the people like what you're putting out, they like what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. But there's still going to be some aspect when you're a content creator, the stuff that you're creating is going to be based on what the people want, what they want to see. Yeah, of course. Because if you be... like if you make a particular video and then people don't like it, why are you going to keep making that same type right, of video? Right. If, if you're, you'd be crazy to keep doing yeah. that if you're trying to get <laughs> if you're trying to grow your channel. Yeah, right? because then you're just going to keep creating things that people, your existing audience doesn't like. And then you're like, oh. Why the hell he keeps shooting these damn videos? Yeah. Right? We don't want to see this shit. So to a certain extent, it does have to be based around right. the audience react reactions. Yes. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Two seasons in. Mm-hmm. 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. 20 how do you feel <laughs> you, the way that your channel is right uh, or your podcast is right now? How do you feel the engagement is? Do you feel like it's in the right space right now? Do you feel that it should be bigger? How are you kind of thinking about right now? Um, I mean, so far the, the audience has been consistent, which I'm happy about. So it's like, nothing's gone down so i've kept the audience that i got but it hasn't really grown very much and i'm also like not that worried about it because it is still super new and i mean i'm trying to figure out what more i could do to promote it and to grow my audience but i mean for now i'm not really like too worried about it i don't really check i check the analytics like once in a while and then I do kind of look at which episodes perform better than the others. And when I do, when I look at those episodes that are, that have more listens, I start to wonder if it's because of that person's audience. Right. Like that person is really good at promoting themselves. And that person has an audience that is very engaged in their work. So of course they want to hear the episode that they did, which is cool because then, you know, That's of course, exposure for you. yeah. And then yeah. people end up staying, um, but I don't really like stress too much about it yet. So on keeping with that theme for you, for unpopular passion, what does a success look like for you? Being able to make it a career in some mm. shape or form. Okay. Being able to, if not live off this exclusively help it, sustain a living you know contribute to a living because this is something i enjoy doing and if i could do this professionally like quote unquote i would enjoy it and like you said having a full-time job if i didn't have to do that i could spend so much more time such a bitch doing this yeah damn it you know Hats off and shout out to all you people creating content that's got a full-time job, man. This shit it's sucks. It's a lot. It sucks. It's a I lot. I wouldn't say it sucks because we like doing it. Like, why else no, are we no, doing I, it? I should, I, should clear, I should clean it up. I'm clean it up. I'm Not clean, clean it. it. I'm just saying like. Uh, oh, yeah, you clean it up. No. <laughs> clean it up. When I say it sucks, I mean like it sucks the fact that we have to. Take on. TV. Yeah, the fact that we have, you know, a, you know, half of our day. Well, a third, if you, if you work full time, a third of your, your day, hour, time in a day contributes to a job that you either hate or cool with, like doing, whatever. And, and that, that's fine. And then you have the channel on the side that's kind of like needs this love and attention and needs this nurturing. And it's hard to provide that when a third of that is going is to, going to some other, you know, fucking, you know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... But so for you, though, what do you do for a living? I so I do 
at its simplest form, I'm basically the IT guy. And okay. most people understand pretty much, if I say IT guy, people can have a really good idea of what it is that yeah. I pretty much do. Instead of, you know, getting into all the details and all that, I'm basically an IT guy it for the university. Up. So we work Monday through Friday. We work for the university here. Um, and we, the, the caveat to that, if you want to call it a caveat, we work for a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So we support staff members who are, working in schools for first-generation low-income students. Mm, and okay. we provide IT support, technical support, equipment, um, software applications. Like, we do the whole nine for the most part. Like, anything you can think of IT-related, we pretty much do in our department for our staff members. Okay, so I feel like that job for you doesn't really fit into like where your passion is not that it needs to because and it a job is a job yeah it but doesn't. then so you have your job and then you have all these other things you want to do yes. that your your goal is to do yeah and then you have this channel also yes mm -hmm. so how does this all for you kind of balance out and like where do you find what do you prioritize and like what do you make time for well for me it's it has gotten more simple um, over time, uh, I think there was a, a point in my life where, you know, I wanted to be successful and success is subjective to individuals, right? So yeah. whatever it is that you want in life or what your goals are is going to dictate what you see as success. But yeah. for me, you know, i I see success for my life as being free or having control of your time. Yeah. To me, that is what success looks like. It's not necessarily money. Um, it's not necessarily material possessions, but it's more so having almost 100% control of your time to do the things that you want to do. Yeah, I like that. Um, and so working in this job, I don't hate, I love my job. It's yeah. very flexible. They've been good to me. They've provided me a career to develop my professionalism. I love where I work. Mm -hmm. But my passions, healthcare and fitness, this channel, providing content, um, it, it's, it's something that I did not know that I was going to enjoy as much as I do hmm. until okay. the pandemic came. And like Jay said earlier, it's just, you're in this space of this space in this time has allowed the whole world to really self-reflect, I guess. I agree. And it gave me an opportunity to look over my life and look at the things that I wanted to do where I am currently during that time and say, what else can I provide to my life? What else can I do that's going to benefit me to get me to be a better version of myself so that I can start moving towards doing the things that I want to do? Yeah. And this channel was the main thing. You know, like we've always talked about doing the show. We always talked about, you know, having the camera up when we go shoot our, our when we're playing golf to do the vlogs. And, you know, and, and for school, for me, it was like, well, I might as well start grad school. Um, so I started grad school and we started the channel during the pandemic. And it's it is tough because right now, during the remote setting, it's a little easier because yeah, we're, we is. don't have to go to the office. Right. We kind of like answer our emails, our phones. Um, we kind of work that way. But when you're when you're mandated to be at the office, when I have to be at the office at eight o'clock in the morning, I can't leave until five. It's kind of like that eight to five. I have no room to do yeah. anything. Like no I'm freedom, no wiggle room. You're yeah. So there. it's it's gonna change um, here next week. We go back actually Thursday this yeah. week. That sucks. It yeah. sucks big Terrible. time. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. But, but um, yeah. I mean, how do I prioritize? Um. I have to what would you say is your priority with all that going on? You know, that's a really honest question. And I, Do I'm going to answer it the best way I can. Mm -hmm. um, I prioritize the job that pays me my salary Makes because sense. Yeah. they're paying me for service. They're paying me for the work that I do. And I still have, you know, to make ends meet. Uh, I still have a life to provide for myself. So, first priority is obviously the job to do work but understandable second to that is is the channel in golf and i kind of like put both of those hand in hand you found a way to incorporate them with each other 
Yeah, and it's it's going to be even more difficult. Like I said, now we're turning to the office. I'm going to mm-hmm. be back to where I was before, so I don't get to train and and play and practice as often as I did with the pandemic because now I'm going to be stuck in office Monday through Friday from eight to five. Yeah, but that will give me an opportunity to maybe learn some of this editing stuff more because I will be in front of my computer and I can get on YouTube and uh, at work. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. I mean, Are we allowed to say that? Do what you no, gotta I'm do. saying it. I'm saying it. I'm being real. AF. All right. On this podcast. <laughs> and then so, JR, you do all of this, like, technical side of the channel. And then that's also what you do at work. <laughs> Are you burnout? Right. I was gonna say, you're getting fatigued burnout. from it at all. Like, um, I think that the type of stuff that I do at work versus what I do for the channel is is really different in a lot of ways. It is. Um, it is. I'm a lot of my that. work that I do, I coordinate projects. Um, just like Sam says, simplest form. I am the IT guy, so we're helping everybody who's there at work with any technical problems that they may have. Yeah. So I do a lot of that kind of interaction from the eight to five and, and more so now in the pandemic, there's been a lot of remote sessions that we have to do through zoom, a lot of events that we do through zoom or socio or any of these other platforms. So I've kind of inherited that role of being the event person, the moderator, whatever it may be. So I do that eight to five, but after hours, on the weekends, I'm doing stuff for the channel. That is what makes me excited. Yeah. Like, I don't care what hour yeah, of the day it, it may be. I don't care how late we had to shoot stuff. It's exciting. Because we're doing it, we get to do it. Like, doing this podcast, for example. Excited. I'd rather do this every single day. <laughs> right, right. Than this do what dope, I do man. for yeah. like Real talk. This so, is dope. I, I, I read a quote the other day in regards to doing a job for eight to five and the basically the quote was saying that you're working towards somebody else's goal yeah, yeah. so 100 if i were to and this is something that i've been really looking into for the past couple months is this one question i keep telling myself is what would my days look like mm-hmm. if i had eight hours to do what it is that i want to do yeah and that is kind of the mentality that I'm having now of, yeah, I want to shoot content for the YouTube channel mm-hmm. or I want to do web design freelance because I get to create there too. Anything that involves that kind of realm mm-hmm. excites me, makes me really happy of wanting to try to pursue that. Unfortunately, the job that I have do not allow me to do that. Yeah. So I constantly am thinking of, damn, if I just mm-hmm. had this time to do this like how much more can either the channel grow what is it i can do for myself personally a whole slew of things so quality of the stuff you're putting out exactly right right so instead of trying to cram something in six hours after work to try and get it posted on a schedule that we want Mm -hmm. right what if i just woke up in the morning had some coffee and then i went right to editing my video right i'm ready to go instead of now I got this meeting I got to go to, then I got to go to another meeting right after that. Then I got uh, some emails to answer. Oh, and then uh, I forgot. I got to post the, the, the video. I got to still yeah, edit this oh my stuff. God, that happens to me so much. <laughs> See, you can relate. Yeah. So I wonder, like, how is it for you trying to do this and schedule people and, and still have your job? Yeah, what is your balance like? I'm, for me, it's just really about scheduling. I mean, I make sure to schedule things in advance and then I do not do anything else on a day that I have something scheduled. So like I like I'm in a band, so if I have band practice, I'm not doing anything. I'm not shooting an episode. I'm not going to go to dinner with my friends. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to focus on that for that day. If I have a podcast recorded, or scheduled. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just going to do it that day. And the one thing I've been good about that stuff. The thing I've been really bad about is prioritizing, not prioritizing, but scheduling my time to edit. And then here Mm -hmm. I am 
on fucking like midnight Saturday, like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, trying now. to get everything <laughs> uploaded, trying to get everything done. And then, yeah, so that's the thing that I need to get better about scheduling. But I mean, so far I've been really busy, but kept my schedule to a point that's manageable. I mean, and yeah, I would love to not have to wake up in the morning and go to work and this I think be what I do. I yeah. love that, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, the thing, I don't think everybody would, which is fine. Because there's some yeah, people, okay, yes, there that are some people true. that some are people fine love with that. that. Yeah. yeah, the nine to five the or the eight to five, that's mm-hmm. their, you know, that's their jam. That's their thing. It provides yeah. structure to their life. And, and there's it's nothing simple. wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not I at just all. know I don't want that anymore. But right. yeah, there are definitely a lot of people realizing that's not what they want. And yeah, I would love to wake up and just, if I could just do this and like bang out four or five episodes in one day, I would do it. Oh, so sweet. That yeah. Awesome. Oh my God. Because See, that's why I like your show so much. And I've been listening since the first episode. Thank you. Is you have (laughs) (laughs) you've had uh, fashion designers, medium, uh, therapists, people who travel, all these different people. Yeah. But they're all pursuing something that they really want to do, right? And some of them have sacrificed a lot. Yeah. To get them to that point that it reminds me that it's not so much of a far-fetched idea Mm -hmm. to go after something like this. True, yeah. It's not impossible. But then also the thing I think of is not everyone has the luxury of sacrificing. That's true. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, you... you, I don't want to say contemplate because those people who don't have to make those sacrifices, but it's something that you are aware of and that you can be grateful for when you have more flexibility yeah. or if you have the opportunity to or you have that freedom, mm-hmm. let's say like if you're not married or you're not in a relationship, you don't have a significant other, you don't have children, you don't have other obligations that are demanding. Yeah, of you, those are all big, you know, and those are consider. huge life uh, decisions and those are huge life, you know, schedulings that you have to deal with. Yeah. When those are part of your life. And so those people who have those freedoms you know it's just one of those things that i just constantly try to keep myself aware of is that Mm -hmm. you have time do something with it don't just sit around and waste your time you're in a space right now to where you can really pour in and invest in yourself make sure you are using that time Mm -hmm. and so and 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 there was a quote that i just i got from watching um one of denzel washington's motivational speeches he did at a college and he said, just because you're doing a whole lot more doesn't mean you're getting more done. And so it's Ooh, one of those things where I don't want to find myself just doing a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, just busy work or just being busy because just because you're busy doesn't mean you're doing anything. You're not getting anything accomplished. So yeah. I don't want to fill my life and fill my time with doing shit if it's not going to be meaningful or provide me some benefit. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this channel and golf is, is something that I really, really want to aspire to making my nine to five. Like, I want those two things or this thing to replace that thing. Okay. But what about the ultimate goal that you talked about in the beginning? How does and that kind of... That's what I'm talking about, Drea. Bring them back. Yes, and I mean, no, I'm not trying to say back. it's a bad no, thing, but it's no, like... It's, and I think... To be okay, so I'm gonna give a little background really quickly. It took me 17 years to get my four year college degree. Okay. I started college in 2001 when I graduated high school. I started in the September, in the fall of September of 01 at CSN. I transferred to UNLV in 2003, and from 2003 to 2017, it took me to complete a four year degree. But mm-hmm. I graduated with my degree in kinesiology in 2017. Fast forward 20. 21 I started grad school so it's like my problem hasn't been I don't want to make excuses I've never wanted to make excuses it's all my own fault why I was distracted and not finishing classes not getting the grades that I needed having to retake classes that's all on me but I think that's something I struggle with personally is that there's so many things in this realm of things that I like to do these mm-hmm. few things that I love I it's hard for me to just choose I'm only going to do that one thing because then I feel like I'm going to miss 
an experience in my life from one of those other things that I enjoy doing as well. Yeah. So I've always struggled with having only one thing to do. I'm kind of the same way and I've only recently kind of told myself that I don't have to choose. Yes. Mm-hmm. No choices. Because there's so many things that I'm interested in, so many things that I wanted to do. And I've already stopped doing so many of them just because I'm like, oh, I'm not focused on any of these things because I'm doing <laughs> all of these things. And so, I mean, I don't like to say I regret things, but I definitely regret stopping so many of them because mm-hmm. if I would have just kept doing them, I would be so much better at them now. Because now I almost have no skill in it because I haven't done it in years. Like I used to paint. I used to sketch. I was really good at guitar and I used to skateboard. What else? Like so many things. And then I just, (laughs) I stopped doing everything. And now it's like I could not pick up a single one of those things. Like I can still dabble in all the instruments I play, but not like, I don't know if fluent is the right word, but like. Yeah, 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 fluent. Not fluently in any of the instruments. I could play like a couple songs here and there. But if I would have stuck to those things, even if it was just like a little bit each week, I would have done something. And like I would be so much better at them now than if I were just giving up. But that's the itch, though. Doesn't it make you want to go back to those things? Like it pick those things does, up? Yeah. Like it makes, it keeps that at your fingertips, right? It's not, yeah. it's not so far in the back of your mind that you're like, Oh well, to hell with it. I'm just I'm just gonna move on, like yeah. kind of like miss that train type of thing. But it's like right at your fingertips. You're always wanting to to get back to that. I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And yeah. you know, you'll I don't I can't tell you how to incorporate those things into your life because I don't know you know your life flow and the things that you have going on or mm-hmm. what's conducive for your schedule. But I mean, I'm sure the things that the way that I'm starting to put stuff into my life is I find a way to orient it where it becomes a part of something that I need to do in that day. So, for instance, I love to train. I have to train. Me going back to work, 8 to 5, and all this other stuff, I want to play golf. So, I'm like, how can I incorporate these into a schedule every day to where it's something that becomes a daily routine that has to get done? So, yeah. I, I know that I got to train. So, I'll train in the morning at the gym, leave the gym, shower go to work from there after work there's a range on the way home they're open till 11 o'clock i can hit a couple balls go home that way i get my practice and training in in the entire day Mm -hmm. does it make your day long yeah but i still get to incorporate those things that i love doing Mm -hmm. and it's something that you won't have to completely leave but even like saying oh does that make my day long like something i have been thinking about a lot lately is like how easy is it to sit on your phone or on the couch for like two hours and watch tv or be on you know something but then when you want to commit two hours to training or doing whatever that is true this is so much this is so long (laughs) and it's like i could damn is that the realest thing that's a damn good point right i could easily sit on my couch and watch six hours of youtube like and not even realize Oh shit, my day is gone. Or binge a fucking Netflix show. Yeah. You go through like six episodes for an hour. Exactly. And then six hours right there watching Netflix, right? But then like I'm trying to learn Spanish and I'll sit here and I'm like, oh, this next lesson's 30 minutes. That's a long time. Damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the mindset I'm trying to get out of. So, I mean, yeah, it makes your day long because I think it's that type of mindset of like it's yeah. taking so much time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for in sure. reality, I mean, we devote more time to less things. That is true. That is true. So in, let's say, five years' time, and I feel like with these past couple years, we all know how years go by so quickly. So let's say five years down the line, do well, where do you guys see yourselves in your own life, and do you think this channel is still going to be a part of that? Do you think you're still going to be able to work that into wherever it is you see yourselves? Good question. We have not talked about this, actually. If you don't want to have this conversation on here, that's Unpopular fine. passion <laughs> exclusive right now. If that is too much, that's hilarious. No, I have. And I, I, I thought about this. And the reason I and now that you just asked that question, I look at more of. 
when you were talking about, you know, prioritizing and, and my passions and the things that I'm passionate about. And after I listed those and you asked me, like, how do those, you know, work together? And now that you've asked that, I'm thinking I'm thinking more of like playing golf first. And the reason and this is actually the first time I'm, I'm actually making this public, like there's only a handful of people that know that I want to play golf professionally. Oh, okay. There's like a handful of people. So this is the first time that I'm actually making it public that I'm putting it in the universe that I want to play professional golf. And you asking that question made me think that that is like what I'm trying to make the priority. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of golfers or what we call journeymen in the, you know, the community is that it's very difficult for people who work to yeah. develop a skill set to get to that elite level because it takes hours and hours and hours and yeah. hours of practice and playing uh, to develop those skills in those different fields. And I've been playing golf now. I'm 38. I started playing when I was 28, 29. So I'm going Wait, you're 38? On, <laughs> come on, man. I'm coming up on, on like 10 years of, of golf total, but I've only been playing competitively and really gotten serious about the game like the last three years. And okay. I would say that I've made tremendous progress compared to um, what I would think the average person would accomplish based on just my desire to want to be better. Oh. Um, and if I had more time, and, and that was the thing that Jay said, he alluded to earlier, you know, this, to when he was talking about the sacrifices that people make. Um, but trying to tie that into where I do I see this channel playing into that, I would, if I were to become a professional golfer, the channel would just would be just as important as my career. I would still try to maintain shooting episodes with this guy uh, and still trying to produce content for fans. Maybe the content will probably change from where our channel is. Yeah. Um, It would probably be more leaning towards maybe golf. Uh, But that's something we've talked about where the channel could go because we are black golfers in this space. And it's such a very, very, very small community Hmm. that's starting to get more recognition with companies like Blackballed, um, which is Trap Golf, which are um, black owned and operated golf apparel businesses. Um, And so with us, it's a really good time for us to be in this space um, and to get exposure into this this community. But I would love to continue doing this if I became a professional golfer to still do the channel, to still make content with this dude and shit i don't know where it would go from there but i would definitely i this channel is not going anywhere unless <laughs> one of us don't like each other oh, anymore come on. <laughs> come on, man. the only way this channel is going to dissolve is if we die other than that the oh, channel let's will not put out that. <laughs> no no <laughs> let's not put that negativity no, let's, let's take that back <laughs> i take it back but that's the only way in, in all seriousness the channel is gonna you know fizz out or not yeah you know we're not gonna create content anymore but I don't know what 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 he uh, has to say about it. Um, I think what we were talking about before of the channel trying to find its niche or you know trying to find its footing, we've had this discussion all the time. Is the same thing as possibly the channel moving towards a more black golf oriented channel, just because we all know, and us being, you know, of the races that we are. People of color. I don't know. You He's say, like, hey, man, don't why you like to, took such to, a big pause? Don't put, like, filter it. Don't filter it. Don't clean it up. Say I, it how it is. A total of one black person here. We have a total of one and a half Filipino here. Um, no, I'm also half, so that's only one. <laughs> so one Filipino. Okay. Uh, that representation is important. Yeah. And being in this space of not having a lot of black male or female golfers and on youtube might be kind of the route that we take it going forward interesting um i know for me personally channel aside i think that i will be doing something that i want to do which is something (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah if you don't have it figured out like that's that i don't know yet that's fair a lot of soul searching that i'm still trying to do but i know that for a fact that is especially being from the uh, coming out of the pandemic and realizing that I really do 
appreciate and enjoy my own time and the idea of spending that time doing the things that I want to do mm-hmm. is something that is always in the in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. And it that idea has become even bigger after I had talked to my dad recently. Um and we've had this discussion before, Dre, about me leaving the job that I have. Yeah. And I brought it up to my dad and my dad has been in the military. He's very straight and narrow my whole life that I've, you know, I was going to say we know each other, but (laughs) basically created me. (laughs) Um, Yes, he knows you. I ended up bringing up the idea to him of like, hey, Pa is what I call him. So Pa, I'm thinking about leaving my job and just doing something on my own. Mm-hmm. What, I, I think I'm going to just do it for a year, see if it works. If it doesn't, then I'll go find another job. But if, if it works, then this is the path that I want to take. Yeah. His answer to that question totally took me off guard. He ended up saying, yeah, I think you should do it. Mind you, I thought that he was just going to tell me. Don't do it. This You're is stupid. crazy. What yeah. are you doing? You yeah. got retirement. You got uh, health care. You're set. If You're you set stay here. What do you, what do you, yeah. what do you want to leave that for? Mm-hmm. Mind you, I haven't talked to my Filipino mother yet about it, so we'll see how that <laughs> goes. Um, yeah, that's Jay, that's a different story. You're gonna catch pneumonia, Jay. That's a different story. But my dad actually was very thoughtful and, and very heart to heart about the the answer of why he wants me to do it. It's because he basically told me that, hey, I met your mom, I adopted your sister. We left the Philippines. We went to Japan. We had you. I had a family to support. So when we came to Las Vegas, I needed to do whatever I needed to do to support my family. And this is what we're going back to about the sacrifices. Some people just Mm -hmm. cannot make certain sacrifices. Yeah. He loves photography. He was a photojournalist in the Air Force. um, And that's what he wanted to do. But when he left the Air Force, he was trying to find certain jobs that were still around in that kind of realm. But things just weren't sticking. So eventually, he ended up becoming a. He eventually ended up being a postman. Okay. Something that I know he didn't want to be. Yeah, but it's like you you got to do what you got to do. Right. He had to do what he right, had to do, right, right. and I think from his perspective, he saw that you know I don't have really any big responsibilities. I'm not in a relationship with anybody. I don't have any kids to take care of. So he You said, have the freedom to still do what you want to do. Yeah. So right. to hear him say that and just be completely honest and say, yes, I think you should do it. That's cool. That was more validation for me of being like, yeah. okay, I really have to do this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yourself. For myself. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I don't know your dad, not to speak for him, but he, I would assume, is thinking like, oh, if I... If I could have, I probably would have. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was kind of the sad part of the whole thing, too, is that, you know, he's in his late 60s now. I wonder if he had the opportunity to have that time back, what yeah. is it that he would do? And I think that that, like you said, is just that idea of me having that time mm-hmm. right now um, to pursue whatever it is I want to do. So And take advantage of it. I don't want to let that go by, and I don't want to be stuck in the mindset of, yeah being comfortable in where i am which is the easiest place to get stuck yes is where oh, you're always. Comfortable. it's so easy to get complacent because it's comfortable uh it's something you're familiar with and to be honest fear or the you know the fear comes from the unknown or the uncertainty of where it is you want to go or whatever it is you want to do and that's what prevents a lot of people myself included from doing the things you want to do or for you know taking the steps to do something that seems big and grand is that you're afraid that if you give up or sacrifice the comfort of where you are now, you're afraid of the outcome of going somewhere that you don't know. Yeah. And that's what scares the shit out of people. Myself included. I mean, I'm definitely in that boat also. Cause you're like, shit, I have bills to pay. I have obligations. If this fails, what do I do? And that's, that's why I go back to not everyone has the luxury of, you know, sacrificing those things and, you know, I don't want to say suffering, but, you know, like going without what you're used to for a while to yeah, try yeah. and do what you want to do. Like, so, yeah, suffering is a good, it's a, it's an uh, accurate term, suffering. Yeah. And not everyone has that luxury. But if you do, 
take advantage of it. Right. <laughs> Use <Yeah>. that time. <laughs> so, from each of you guys, I want to know what, and it can be on anything, whether it be something we talked about today, just life in general, you have any words of wisdom, advice, something you want to leave people with? This is so surreal. Because I've listened to you say this to <laughs> 20 other people. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> oh, these are those steps, man. It's coming to fruition, brother. Uh, I would say to the people listening and to the younger Sam... Uh, if he were listening, um, the advice that I would give to you is if there's something that you desire to do and if there is a place you desire to go um, and that can be something that's manifested physically, it could be an actual physical place that you want to go to or a change of career, whatever it is, if there is a change in your life that you want to make, do it now. Don't wait. Um, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be scared. It's okay that you have fear of the unknown. And it's okay that you may doubt yourself or that you may have those, you know, self-negative talks of, I'm not sure if this is something I should do or if this is something, in, you know, that I have time for. If it's something that you keep finding yourself coming back to time and time again, month after month, year after year that's the sign to tell you to do it so don't waste time do it now that's my advice yeah that was exactly what i was gonna say but <laughs> uh, i mean how do you follow up from that <laughs> <laughs> we might as well just end that <laughs> end the show now <laughs> no you got so yeah you gotta leave your piece you, you gotta, gotta say something, something. Man. um uh, well first I, w- I would like to say thank you Drea, for course, having us on the show. Thank you. Thank, thank you guys um, for doing this. I think it's so cool to know that you're doing something that you really love to do. From a conversation we had, like, I don't know, like middle of last year or something like that of, yeah, I kind of want to do a podcast, to now having two seasons yeah. on your belt. That's amazing. And we, I thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. We really thank appreciate it. Um, us being on here. Yeah, so thank, thank you for you. having us on. No, thank you guys. You're stalling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't, Damn, I didn't think that she was going to catch on. She sniffed you out, bro. Um, <laughs> I, my words of advice, and this is something that I've been really trying to work on for myself, is knowing that you matter. Mm. Um, we make a lot of sacrifices for a lot of people, whether it be family or friends. And sometimes we tend to leave ourselves to the wayside. Mm. Um, that whatever it is that you do throughout life and kind of piggybacking off of what Sam was saying of, you know, don't waste time, do something that you want to do now. Um, do it because you want to do it. Do it because it makes you happy. Do it because it's something that you want to do and that you have a passion for. Um you never want to be left with regret. And I remember uh, one of your guests had said, you know, if you're on your deathbed, is there anything that you're going to say that you wish you could have still done? Mm. Um, that whatever it may be, do it because you want to do it. Because at the end of the day, you matter. <laughs>